Hey everyone, I'm back and I'm coming at you with a very exciting announcement. We all love free things, right? Well, this week our latest PSX episode on our Patreon is free for all listeners. I know, don't say we don't treat you. Our host will be breaking down The Last of Us remake over on our Patreon. Personally, I'm super excited for this one, so you won't want to miss this. Head on over to our Patreon page via the link in the description, have a listen and let us know what you think of the remake. Finally, if you love episodes like this, then feel free to become a patron today to get access to every PSX episode. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, it's an amazing feeling. Good evening, everybody, and wait, what am I doing again, Alex? It's not evening, it's daytime. It is Wednesday, it's the early afternoon. We are here recording, schedules are making it hard, but we want to make sure an episode is out. And just a heads up to all the listeners, you will hear children in the back on both sides because it is the middle of the day, it is the summer holidays, the kids are going crazy. Alex, how are you coping with the summer holidays so far? Uh, yeah, well, currently I'm juggling twin boys uh, who are arguing which episode of Spongebob to watch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they seem to love it all of a sudden. You know, it was Teen Titans at one point, and now it's Spongebob. It's like it just always changes, isn't it? But parents out there, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I've got two kids in the living room who are arguing over whether to watch the 10 scariest rides in the world on oh, YouTube you or to watch the first person camera on the Harry Potter rides at Universal Studios. So, yeah, oh, arguments nice. on both sides of this, nice. listeners. So yeah, you yeah. are going to get um, a multitude of kids' noises. This is the parents' episode yeah. of the PlayStation. Parents' episode. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. Which one do you want? <laughs> but this episode, we've got a lot of news to get through. We're going to go through PSVR 2. We've had some updates. We've got some Star Wars problems, Alex, and God of War love. But before we get into all of that, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing um, after last week's uh, episode about Star Wars. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I've been uh, trying to crack on that. On Stadia, I believe. I know it's the, uh, the competitor, the failing competitor at the moment. But um, <laughs> it's, it's not a competitor anymore. Not if Hayden it isn't. It really about isn't. It. <laughs> you know, thinking, at one point, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, this is great, man. This is nice. And then I felt the vibrations on the pad, the Stadia pad. I was like, oh, this just is not haptic feedback. And then just as when like the action's getting good, it just froze. I thought, oh, come on. <laughs> it's like, have they shut down half the servers? Have they just given up? Come on, Google. Yeah, they, <laughs> so, they, they don't yeah. care. They, they, they just want a little presence. They don't care about anything else, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can imagine if they had waited, I know the the lure of it of to launch before obviously PS5 and Xbox series came out. But imagine if they didn't launch and they launched now. You they know what I mean? They launched now. They could imagine if they launched now, they would have had a lot more software. They could have yeah. got the UI better. They could have got the tech even better than what it is. And yeah. it would have been crazy. Yeah. Um, for myself, I finished Stray. I told you last week I was going to start Stray. I finished Stray. Um, Are you any good? I recommend it, you know. Uh, I recommend it's, it really. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's a beautiful game. It's absolutely okay. beautiful. Um, and the most important thing to make this game good is the agility and the animations of the um, cat. And it's great, you know. You can't fault it. It's a great, it's a it's a good story. You can, if you just go through it, you can finish it in three hours. Um, yeah. I didn't care about the 
spoiling anything. So I did it with a collector's guide just to make sure I can go for the platinum quickly. <laughs> so I collected everything in the game and it yeah. took me under four hours to do it. Um, Even with the so game. I just need to do two more trophies, which is speed run the game in under two hours and you have to sleep for an hour. So I need to turn my rest mode off and I just need to put an alarm on my phone and let that cat sleep. You know yeah, what I mean? So it's like a Tamagotchi slash Pokemon. It's, slash it's, nah, nah. It's just it, it is just a linear story, but it is a it's a it's a story like you know um, you are you fall into this underground city, which is robots that mm. can't get to the outside, and it's your mission to get them outside. But obviously, it's not your mission. You're just a cat, right? But yeah. you have a companion, which is a small AI robot. Um, and as you find the collectibles, you're unlocking that robot's memories, um, yeah. which is really cool. But as I said, it's a beautiful game. It's one of those, again, the one thing the PlayStation 5 has done very, very well is just had indie hits every month. There's always something like you can look at it from, from Kenna to Stray. There's just so many of them. Yeah. You know, Sony have done really well this generation, and Stray is just another one. And again, it's free if you have PlayStation Plus. So play the game. <laughs> It's yeah. absolutely free. Better be free, you know. After after it's free, February, it's been a bit quiet. Yeah, now. you know what I mean. It's so they got to give something to the to the. Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. It's one of those that you'd probably. Does do it get any better than like what's in the trailer? There, I mean, does it like? Yeah, does, Alex, does I tell like you, there's. Extra... It's very linear, yeah. with the exception of two specific. There's twelve chapters. Two of the chapters are wide open, mm. right? Where you can kind of go everywhere, do everything, but they funnel into. It's like a Last of Us section. It's massive. It's big for a cat, but it's very vertical, which is cool. Um, but you're kind of just playing it, and it, it's one of those games that, um, unless you're a massive cat lover or you have absolutely nothing to play, yeah. it's one of those that you just pick up and play, either clicks with you or it don't. Okay. And as I said to you, you can finish it in under two hours, so I highly recommend it. The story's okay. good, so, um, and it's something different, you know. Um, yeah. so recommend that to everybody without a shadow of a doubt. And as I said again, for the millionth time, it is free if you have PlayStation Plus, so head nice. over. To your tier and download that game. But Alex, are you ready for some news? We've got a lot of news. Yeah, I know yeah. you're excited I'm, I'm, about the yeah, first I'm one. Let's see what we got. You got your popcorn ready for this one? Got it. Got it there, man. At hand. <laughs> okay, number one. Oh, before we get into that, listeners, as well, uh, just to let you know, if you go to the episode before this on your preferred podcast um channel, whether it be Spotify or Apple or SoundCloud or anything else, you will see a 37-second episode if you listen to it it's demi just explaining that our latest psx episode which was all about the last of us remake which is like 30 minutes long is free for everybody all you have to do is go on the episode find the description for it you know like the details of the episode click that link it will take you to the patreon page and you can listen to that episode absolutely free it's great we break down all the technical um you know, features of The Last of Us Remake, the comparisons to the PS4 Pro version, the DualSense capabilities, the audio, everything. We go into crazy details, so it's highly worth listening to before launch. Okay, fast forward. Number one, Alex, are you ready? I'm ready, let's go. We go to the future. Sony Interactive Entertainment has offered an early look at the PSVR 2 user interface with one of the features highlighted being the see-through view. According to the PlayStation blog post, see-through view allows you to take in your surroundings while wearing the headset, which is handy when you want to check where your PSVR 2 Sense controllers are without taking it off. Furthermore, the headset's front cameras allow you to press the function button on PSVR 2 
or use the card in the control center to switch between viewing your surroundings or viewing the content on your PSVR 2. The card in the control center also offers quick access to other settings for the PSVR 2, including adjusting your play area. I'm going to stop there before I move on to the next bit. Alex, yep. thank the Lord. Quality of life improvement or what? Already, already. And like just having that transparency mode, I mean, it's just, that just changes the game. You know, mm. it's like, I mean, you're not only is it going to be via, uh, virtual reality, you're also going to have that augmented reality as well. So, um, yeah, this is a nice addition. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, as somebody who's played a lot of PSVR in the past, yourself has had this problem as well. Like when you've got the headset on and you're like, okay, where's the controllers? And you're moving your hand around. Like, where's the controllers? And you're trying to yeah. find them. You know what I mean? <laughs> or as I've spoke about in the past, and if you're watching some particular type of material in VR, you need to know where the tissue is. So <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, listeners. Yeah, boot saver, sweaty times. <laughs> but I mean, even like that, Alex, you, you've seen it how many times? I mean, listeners are going to think these two are crazy. We're playing Beat Saber or we're playing Batman VR or something else, and we've got JD and Cokes, and you want to drink it. Yeah. You have to like lift the headset up yeah. to find the drink and then put it back. And then when you put the headset down, you've now steamed it. Now yeah. you've got to recalibrate your, your head movement in there and everything make sure it's all fine whereas this it's saying here that you can literally just press the playstation control button the function button go to a card flip between the two but it also lets you quickly get into your quick access to settings to realign the headset if you need to you know but i think a big thing as well alex is that vent we shouldn't even if we move the headset mm. it shouldn't steam up because of the vent right yeah yeah hopefully they do that because for a big guy like myself i do get a bit sweaty um, but yeah, this is going to change the game. It really is, you know, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm wondering why other companies haven't actually um, tried to utilize that. Well, I think Sony are going crazy and I'll go about it in the end in terms of the rumored pricing that has hit the web. Yeah, interested to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to the next piece of information that Sony released. Sony has also delved into the PSVR 2 VR and cinematic mode for its upcoming headset, following on from its look at the new see-through view. First up is the PSVR VR mode, which allows VR game content to be enjoyed in a 360 view within a virtual environment. The headset displays all content at 4000 by 2040 HDR video format. That's 2000 by 2040 per eye with 90 hertz and 120 hertz frame rate. God damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, cinematic mode allows players to view the PS5 system and user interface plus all non-VR game and media content on a virtual cinematic screen. Here, content is displayed in 1920 by 1080 HDR video format with 24 hertz to 60 hertz and 120 hertz frame rate. Now, listeners, what that means is if you have the original PSVR and you just wanted to play a normal VR game, you could use the VR headset as a TV and it gave you the illusion that you were sitting in a cinema. It looked great. It looked big. But again, it was running at like 720 at best. This is obviously going up to a full 1920 by 1080 HDR video format with up to 120 hertz. I'm disappointed though, Alex. I thought you've gone crazy on the specs for VR. At least give us a 4K screen, right? <laughs> that would have been nice. And it doesn't seem like it's too far off. Uh, I think they'll they, do it in an update, um, won't they, in the future? But then again, it's like how much detail can one's eye actually retain? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Well, 
Well, they want you to have 2000 by 2040 per eye at 120 yeah, hertz. Look at that. That's just the <laughs> insane detail. And like, no doubt they're going to do it eventually because they can. Uh, but this is definitely a massive step up. And obviously with cost as well implications, this is a great sweet spot. Um, so yeah, Alex, if they... Sweet. If, it, if you... No, you can't. I was going to say you could remote play into the VR headset, but the VR headset has one cord that plugs into the PS5, so you can't. But how cool would that have been that you could have been like, your PlayStation 5 could have been in Birmingham, you could have been in London, you could just put the VR headset on and play. You know oh, what I mean? Like yeah, That's a very good point. Like, how far are we from that reality? That becoming It's reality? not far, mate. Again, it, it just, all of the, if, if the VR headset oh, was... Oh, oh, what about, sorry, what about that rumoured uh, fact that the connection isn't actually going to be um, permanent? We'll see what we'll see what happens, you know, because all it needs is to be cordless with an app that has remote play. That's all it needs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're getting there definitely. Um, Sony quoted all this information. PSVR2 game developers will begin to access the latest user experience for PSVR2 in a new system software releasing release coming soon as part of the ongoing development. There are lots of exciting things to look forward to for PSVR 2, and we can't wait to share more details about our next generation virtual reality headset that takes a dramatic leap forward in gameplay innovation. We'll share more information soon, including launch date and additional games coming to the platform. So obviously this was all announced because they've released it as an update soon to developers who, so as you said, developers can really start messing around. Yeah, with this yeah. tech you know so it's exciting but we need to get in on those developers man we need to get them but what's interesting is there's a lot of rumors going around uh along now and we were speaking about price over the last few weeks and the yeah. big rumor is 399 us dollars for the headset mm-hmm. 499 us dollars for the headset with two cents controllers that's actually cheaper than what I thought if it was with the controllers. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually okay. For a complete experience when you got a screen, the, the most advanced haptic feedbacks on any uh, VR mm-hmm. device, uh, as well as the IP, that, that seems like a fair price. Well, I went back and you said uh, between 300 and 400, the same price as the P. I said the same price as the PS5. You said this, you know, similar, 399 US dollars, that's 350 here. So you're looking at around about that for the headset. Um, but I mean, I would, for, for the quality of that, if I have access to a whole load of VR content, I'd pay it because I want, I want to, I love, I enjoy playing VR. I, I would love, dude, I cannot wait to use those sense controllers with that technology, play super hot and just be able to press a button and drink my JD, put it down and carry on and press a button. But it's like, you just go in and out of the main, you know, like when you put a mask on and the mask off the visor, visor, it's like, there is, crazy. No other, there is no other VR unit on the planet that has the same type of appeal or connection to um, many IPs as Sony does. They're in a, a unique sweet mm. spot. I've the boys around so many times. So, and I'll tell you what's interesting as well. Sony are being very careful. Meta, obviously, in their financials, the Quest department has lost $10 billion in 2021 alone. Wow. <laughs> Ten, that's, that's the pennies to them. But $10 billion loss from one department. You know, the, I mean, the, the R&D going into that for like the metaverse and stuff and it's all in VR and stuff, just showing the cost, you know, and they're selling that machine at a loss because it is very powerful as well to be cordless. But like you said, it's all about the content. If you can get all the content, and that's what I'm talking about. There's great content on the Quest. There was great content on the, um, you know, the Galaxy when they had their VR headset as well, which they don't really care about that much anymore. But the opportunities there, you know, and I always imagine what a world would have been like if Sony, Valve, 
Meta, Samsung, they're all like, you know what, let's just release one VR yeah, unit and awesome. create, let's push the technology forward, how it used to be back in the day. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, you think about where VR would be now if Sony, Valve, Meta, Samsung, everyone, they just worked together. How much content would VR have? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, we would be there already. Man. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's it's the same thing with the space race. If everybody worked together, we'd already be on Mars. But no, we've got to uh, fight and moan and have to be the first yeah, ego person to get up there. Take over and pretty much just do away with us all. But, um, mm. but yeah, but also remember, I mean, it's a haptic feedback, some sensitive triggers on the actual handsets. You know, it's oh like my God. There's, there's no competition. I yes, can't wait. Dude, now way. imagine, now imagine, like, um, okay, I want you to picture this. Okay, Alex, close your eyes. Listeners, close your eyes. Super hot. When you when you catch or spin the gun and you can feel what you're doing in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's, like, you remember Batman, like. Sick. Oh, no, Batman. Taking shit <laughs> off with the belt. Oh, my days. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Time. But I even think about with Batman. Like the when he's a lot of it is like you know a, a floating UI and touch screen like you can feel the thump as you're touching the buttons or yeah. when you're rewinding the scene rewinding with Robin time. with the yeah. Robin fight and you can feel the rewind in the controller. Yeah. Oh my god, the immersion is gonna be crazy! I cannot wait. But I tell you what, I'm gonna have to wait for Alex and that's story number two. That's story number two. Yeah, let's jump onto it. So a new report from website Bloomberg points to trouble at. Aspiring. Now, the studio behind the highly anticipated Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. According to the report, Bloomberg has learned that studio heads have told employees um, the project is on pause during the time which Aspire will look for other contracts and development opportunities, essentially meaning the game is delayed indefinitely for now at least. The game's art director and design director were also reportedly fired a week after the studio showcased a vertical slice of the game to Sony at Lucasfilm um, and Lucasfilm, sorry. Uh, sources from the report suggest that the issues within the game's development are financial, with the game's current pause potentially being declared unsustainable. Uh, recently, Saber Interactive was added to the project by Embracer Group, the parent company of Aspire and Saber, uh, sources from the report even speculate that this will result, result in Sabre taking over the project entirely. Wow, that's just, uh, you don't think that these things actually happen, especially when it comes to remakes. You know, you think you've got the Star bear, Wars. It's Star Wars. You know, you can't go wrong. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a big issue. I think it's a big issue for Aspire, without a shadow of a doubt. But, I mean, Sony have paid to have the, at some form of exclusivity. It was the first game in their showcase, you know, last September as yeah. well. Um, and Embracer Group have it, and Embracer Group will know that this will be one of their biggest games. And it does take a lot of time and money to make a Star Wars game of this size and caliber. So I think it will come. I think it will be towards the end of the generation and worst case scenario. And I'm hoping this actually happens, is that Sony look at it and think, do you know what? We'll take this in-house and they give it to like Sony Santa Monica or someone. Yeah. You know, because Corey Barlog spoke about like his dream to make a Mandalorian game. It's like, yeah, hey, just make Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, bro. Here you go. You know, <laughs> or give it to Blue Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. But then again, I mean, when you've got like heavy hitters such as, you know, Fallen Order, you know, it's like that's the quality now, I guess. So I guess they were just not up to par with that. And you mm. know, it's been many years since um, Old Republic was actually released. I mean, it is literally old these days, right? So. Yeah. And it's good, though, because I like, I tell you what I really like about um, Jedi Fallen Order is that. 
it doesn't try to be anything but a narrative single player linear game with all you know what i mean that's it it doesn't need to be anything else it's telling you a story knights of the old republic is like this massive like rpg like game you've got all these other types of star wars games that are really ambitious jedi fallen order is like nope we're just going to do what the tv show does we're just going to tell you a story you know and that's why it was one of the best games and it sold over like 12 million units and it's still bloody ending up in the charts randomly all over the place like because it is just anytime there's something new Star Wars content on Disney Plus, whether it be Obi Wan or Boba Fett or a film, that game just keeps coming back because it's just a story. It's all yeah. you want. Star Wars is stories, you know what I mean? And it's true. Yeah. It's one that you can actually easily follow, you know. And it's mm. got a beginning, middle, and an end, you know. And you've got a character which you kind of grow to love, you know, as well as a world which is something that you didn't realize was missing, you know. And now I want to see more of it. And like we spoke last week. Potentially, there's going to be a TV show slash movie uh, mm. in the works, you know, based on this franchise. Well, this a aspect- question for you, Alex, then. This is still on Star Wars, but we've already left the, uh, the remake. With yeah. Jedi Survivor, um, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. how do they balance the game if you're already going into it super powered? Because you're powered by the end of Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Because I don't want to play that game again where I've got to build up powers here. I'm like, Really? It's true, but they could just do the traditional thing. And it's like, yeah, he goes through a moment's lapse, you know, and then, yeah, his powers are blipping out and he just has to go through a series of other training um, mm. to make him more powerful again. But then again, or you just level up the, the enemies that you're versing, right? So if everybody becomes a bit more superpowered, then it kind of levels things up a little. Um, yeah. But all these different aspects of the game as well, remember, it's like a platformer as well. You know, there's like kind of that treasure hunt aspect of it. So they can make these puzzles quite difficult. So I think they'll find ways around it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but going back to the original story, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with um, the Old Republic remake. Whether you're searching for record players or pianos, how you pay matters. Visa helps protect you from payment fraud online. Visa, a network working for everyone. Hello, latest PS5 community. It's Demi, and I'm back with another shameless promo. If you enjoy listening to the latest gaming news each week, then you will absolutely love our YouTube channel. Over there, you will expect to see a variety of videos such as live reactions, predictions, gameplay, and so much more. Search latest PS5 podcast in YouTube or click the link in the description. Also, while you're at it, help to support our channel by subscribing so you never miss a video. Do it right now subscribe right now i'm watching you i'm gonna give you zero seconds to subscribe done it good back to the show okay so we'll move on to number three now that we're back playstation has announced a new program called the development hardware loan program to provide newly licensed indie publishers and developers with a ps5 dev kit and a ps5 testing kit It's an initiative, as Greg Rice, head of PlayStation Creators, says, is part of PlayStation's efforts to lower the barrier of entry and improve the process for publishing on PlayStation. The cost of a dev kit before you even think about all the other costs can go along with game development is and has been a barrier of entry for many developers. So, Alex, I mean, we spoke about at the top of the show how PlayStation has already done like really well with indie games on PlayStation 5 since the launch they're now making it even easier for developers to make smaller games um, on PlayStation 5 by doing this loan program, aren't they? Obviously, there will be a cost post-sales, 
on the loan yeah, program. Yeah. You know, when you can pay it back, you will pay it back. But for now, at least you can try it and make it and get it going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what a what a better strategy. What what other better strategy is there? You know, mm. give it put it into the hands of um, indie developers. You know, who've got like you know years of experience playing games from AAA titles all the way down, getting them into the little indie ones, which pretty much nobody really uh, worries about. Uh, but now they've actually got the opportunity to create and use, utilize all that knowledge and create a game themselves, which is going to be a lot cheaper for than the likes of publishing as well. And yeah, there might be a bit of a barrier in terms of how much money they make from the sales, but at least they'll be in the field, right? So they'll at least be able to get a game uh, into market. Quite similar to that um, game that we've been playing, actually, that app, um, Game Dev Tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, just an opportunity to get uh, yeah new blood into the game because obviously. Oh, imagine that game, Alex, with dual sense capabilities. I don't know if that would. <laughs> but like with ever increasing like um, budgets, you know, I mean, for games, it's like it's time to kind of slice it down a bit and just level off the playing field because it is getting crazy. I mean, how how much does it cost to like a card these days? You know, even yeah. a game like Stray. You know, and like you yeah, well, you compare it to a game like Stray. So, um, you know, obviously, there's a lot more money to be made from the indie title. So, if they can get like a nice, catchy franchise, which they can get from the beginning, then it's a win-win. Mm. You know, so, um, who made Stray, by the way? Was that a, was that a Annapurna. Annapurna made it. Yeah. So, obviously, it was a small dev team, but published by Annapurna, who obviously had it in their showcase last year as well. It was in the Sony initial showcase. It was in the first ever showcase. Yeah. It's five reveal. Remember, Stray was there. And uh, how much does this test kit look at then? So is there any guide price? For? Uh, this PS5 test kit. Uh, so if I remember correctly, it is in the thousands. For I remember the PS4 dev kit uh, where I used to work. Um, even though it was a giant publisher, it was like four or $5,000 for a dev kit and like testing kit and things like that for PlayStation 4. As you can imagine, a PlayStation 5 is a beast, you know. And when we're talking about, we're talking about that funny little V-shape grill looking thing that people used to put pictures of pizzas in and stuff that is the dev kit that we're talking about um that developers will be able to get their hands on but like you said it's just they'll get an opportunity to see it and once they see the ssd and the crack and like suppression technology and things like that they're going to be like yeah we want to develop on this it's easy we haven't paid for the dev kit let's do it so it's just more games on playstation and you know what alex here's what's come out about sony doing this they've done this right after they've launched a new streaming service, right? Called PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium, which requires game content. <laughs> oh, you don't have to pay us back for the loan. Um, just put your game on the service. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just keep pumping them up. And that is a very good point. You know what I mean? To the point where it's just like the App Store or, you know, the Play Store, and you've just got apps, games mm. for days, and you don't have to worry about content. It's always going to be something for someone. But I think um, with Sony as well, they've looked at the success of Kenner, they've looked at the success of Stray, and they've looked at the success of other games that have come out that aren't classed as AAA and more independent-based. And they've seen the success of it. You don't have to be AAA to be a success. You know, you look at Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares is a multi-million-selling franchise, and it's just a small game, you know what I mean? And um, what was that other game that was Hades? You know, again, going up against God of War, Ragnarok, or no, sorry, it was it going up? No, it was it was going up against The Last of Us Part Two for many Game of the Year awards, and it won like a third of them. You know, yeah. Last of Us won the other two thirds, but still, the fact that a small game like Hades was fighting the behemoth AAA number one narrative game of a generation 
you yeah. know what I mean, tells you that the that you know that the the line is thin between the two. You just got to make a great game, like Shredder's Revenge, Alex. We spoke about it two weeks ago. Game was only out for a week. It sold over a million copies. Yeah, and looking at it, and that's like that's cross platform as well. And so like having a, a program like this means that the game will essentially be on um Obviously, on the mm. PS5 alone. Exactly. You, whether you make the game exclusive or 99.9% guaranteed, you're making the game on PC and you're like, we've got the PS5 dev kit there. Let's yeah. port a PS5 version. So, easy. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the um, the Linus uh, tech tips um, uh, on YouTube. I don't know if it listens about it. Um, but yeah, they actually managed to recover a PS3 um, dev kit from back in the day. And this thing was wow. huge. It was like yeah, massive. massive table uh, and that was like running into like the tens of grands you know what i mean mm. obviously they had like the cell processor not to mention the amount of falling and storage that they needed um just to run that system mm. um, i think yeah. a big thing down a big thing for sony on the dev side has been mark cerny he was able to make the ps4 dev kit smaller he was able to make the um ps5 dev kit smaller you know the ps5 dev kit is like a flipping console in itself you know what i mean it's crazy so the PS3 was just a, that that oddity, you know what I mean? That that odd one out in a generation of consoles because it was just a that was like literally NASA making a console, not Sony. You know what I mean? With all the cell processors and stuff in there, it was ridiculous. I always spoke about it before, but could you imagine if they actually did give the time and attention to the cell processor where it would be now? I mean, this would be one of the leading chips. Skynet, the- bro. Skynet. Let's not go there. We'd be at Skynet by now. You know, you know the you know the chip that uh, Cyberdyne systems have in their <laughs> vault yeah, and it's in Arnold's head. That's a cell processor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Oh my gosh, not too late yet. Then people... And you know when you know when uh, Neo is lying in the chair and uh, the guy puts something like a memory card or something in so he learns Kung Fu? Cell processor, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Still alive for it yet. Um, Definitely. Uh, so speaking about life, uh, let's see if Xbox is going to get a bit more life. So uh, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has responded to a Twitter thread asking users what game they want to play next. And he's named God of War Ragnarok. Um, the thread was started on the official Xbox Twitter account, a uh, Twitter account, proper uh, Cornish, and also asked uh, users what their first game was. Uh, the last game they played, what game they played the most, and the first game uh, that you would want to show a caveman. Uh, these, his answers were as follows. So for his first game, he chose Pong. So that was the first game that he played, classic game from back in the, what, 70s, I'm guessing? Yeah. Um, the last game that he played was Road 96. I haven't played that game. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, not played it. Okay, cool. He got, his favorite game was Robotron 2084, which sounds like something from the I don't know, Commodore 64 or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, game you played the most right now. Uh, and he's got FH5 Hot Wheels. What's that? What's that? Four, uh, Forza Horizon, yeah. It's like a DLC expansion for Forza Horizon 5. It's like all Hot Wheels stuff and stuff like that. Okay, sounds like That's a marketing problem. answer. Yeah. Um, game you want to play next the game you want to play next is god of war ragnarok which obviously sent people crazy you know the, mm-hmm. uh, the defected some boys yeah. went mad wars went crazy because it's yeah. like that's not a pr answer because there's no pr to gain from xbox to answer that that's but that's the thing about phil spencer he's always acknowledged how great sony's first party is so and how crap the xbox is you know what i mean <laughs> i'm surprised i thought he would have put like a starfield or something starfield. like that all right it's so hard <laughs> he didn't even put starfield down in there this year and the first game you'd like to show a caveman was luminous 
which is a perfect mix of mechanics, music style, and replayability. Lumines, I don't think I played that game. It's, it's it's a good game. It's but it, it's it's if Tetris was to upgrade itself, it would become Luminous. Okay. You know what I mean, um, so you should have just said Tetris to be honest. Your Tetris effect or Tetris. I, I mean, well, that shows you just how big God of War is. You know, as a cinematic game. Let's let's get it straight because the Last of Us two set new boundaries for storytelling through the narrative but more importantly i think the biggest thing the last of us i think it's actually i think the biggest thing the last of us 2 did was character development in a story right but god of war 2018 that was the video game equivalent of star wars a new hope of the matrix of whatever the biggest film of a time is you know what i mean because it was huge it was the avatar you know because it was big it was a single shot its combat was perfect its storytelling was perfect its character development mainly in atreus and kratos to have kratos who is teaching his son to be a god but like to teach his son to be able to defend himself and to be like a god um, without telling him that he is a god. And then you have Atreus who's trying to take his dad, who's a god, to try and make him be a father, but doesn't know his dad is a god. You know, it, it's so multi-layered yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it was so good. And then when you get to that point in the story where the switch takes place and you can kind of see that how he, you've been playing this whole game, destroying enemies as a god and then you get to this point you're like no you haven't you've been doing it as a defensive father it hits home big you know and it as i said and i've said it so many times you do not beat a rock star game to game of the year and to beat their greatest ever in red dead redemption 2 tells you that god of war was a lightning in a bottle once in a lifetime game you know so for the fact that the head of xbox should have picked starfield or anything else that he has up and coming but he chose sony's god of war ragnarok tells yeah. you what god of war did to him you know and i remember him when god of war came out and the stuff he was saying about how great it was and stuff and how he wished it was an xbox game and things like that and <laughs> i can't wait i cannot wait for this game it's oh i told you 50th platinum if i don't do the re last of us remake because stray's going to be the 49th so it's either going to be Last of Us Remake or God of War Ragnarok. I say this and then watch God of War Ragnarok. I say, complete the game seven times. I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'll be like, Alex, play God of War for one, one playthrough for me. It'll take you a year, but do it. Go on. <laughs> but what do you think about it? Um, I think that this should actually be like a latest PSX episode. So we should just go into all of these because I think these are some great categories uh, and even get like the... Uh, so the, uh, the fans as well, listeners, let us know what they think as well about these. Yeah, we'll do that. So next week, our latest PSX episode is we'll answer this first game, last game, favorite game, game you play the most right now, eFootball, game you want to play next. <laughs> first game you'd show a caveman. Tetris, obviously. Tetris, obviously, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't blame him. God of War is going to be a great game. Whether you're searching for record players... Or pianos, how you pay matters. Visa helps protect you from payment fraud online. Visa, a network working for everyone.
Hey everyone, now I'm going to keep it real with you for a sec. There's nothing I enjoy more than sitting down with my friends and spilling all the tea. For that reason, let me introduce to you The Rumour Mill. This is a show that is exclusive to Patreon. Now, we know that the latest PS5 show is dedicated to actual news, but the rumor mill is all about the juicy rumors in the video game industry. Our hosts sit down and discuss the biggest rumors there is, so if you enjoy a little tea being spilled, become a patron, support the show, and gain access to the rumor mill each month. Okay, we're back number five. The Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed by a few months announced developer Daedalic Entertainment through the game's official Twitter account. The studios released a statement to the community emphasizing the team's commitment to meeting our community's expectations and uncovering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the vision of J.R.R. Tolkien. No exact timing was provided on when the game would be ready to release, as Daedalic said that it would update the community with an exact timing in the near future. So Alex, another game moves to 2023. Yeah, and for good reason too. I mean, as everybody knows, um, the the infamous um, sorry, sorry, uh, cyberpunk, uh, which mm. is now a meme. It's like a verb. You don't want to be cyberpunk, yeah. So uh, if it means that you just got to take time a bit more, you know, for the game to be in the oven, let it go. Mm. You know, this yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm ho- I'm hoping they change. They do a Sonic and change. Um, the look slightly because it wasn't Gollum to me. It was Tommy Pickles, the Tommy Pickles uh, looking for something because he looks more like Tommy Pickles than he did uh, Gollum on that one. But Tommy it's just Pickles, another Tommy game Pickles, from Rugrats. From Rugrats, <laughs> yeah. Look, you're not going to unsee it now. That's it. You know, if there's a, I want you know that someone's going to get it on PC when it launches and put Tommy Pickles in there. But I mean, it's another game. We spoke about it literally last week about how crazy 2023 is going to be. And this is obviously, if it's moving by a few months, it's going to move into 2023. So, yeah, it's going to be a loaded year. One of the main things is, it's like, yeah, obviously we've had the whole pandemic and that slowed down um, the scheduling for a lot of uh, the production of games, uh, but keeping as well. There are just no consoles in the wild. You know, there's not enough, let's say. say. Like, obviously, these game developers um, do have shareholders. You know, they're smart. They know the best way to maximize their profits right now is not to release it during a drought. You know, and you want your game to be fresh when it finally does get released. So just do it next year when, you know, everyone's feeling a bit more confident. Sony's showing a lot of confidence in terms of um, their projected sales. You know, coming from months, I mean, we're going to be seeing the likes of um, God of War Ragnarok, not to mention the big heavy hitters like, what, say, FIFA, God of War coming out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they're also going forward with the PSVR too. So that's all showing industry confidence, right? That Sony's definitely going to have enough consoles out there. So it makes sense to release it like during that year that period so yeah man all for them i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if we hear more of these delays which we have been <laughs> you know what I mean? so yeah it's just going to continue i guess yeah, yeah, and it's definitely. smart it's smart yeah just come up with some bullshit everybody has to come up with a different level of bullshit though don't they mm. <laughs> without so, doubt yeah, and exactly when it's going to come out but yeah we're just going to get it for 2023 um but yeah if it makes the game better then all for it um if it doesn't then what a waste of time but i have a fun i don't know why i just feel like this game is going to end up on game pass and playstation plus you know <laughs> as one of the games for like playstation plus premium or extra so i'll tell you what game won't alex and that's number six and it's a big one okay the infamous jeff grubb is back in the news ladies and gentlemen and he has shared uh, the first details on the rumored black panther video game 
which he claims is in development at, this, at a new studio helmed by former monolith executive Kevin Stevens. According to Grubb, the Black Panther game will be published by Electronic Arts and will be a single-player open-world affair where players take up the task of becoming the new Black Panther. It is currently in early development and is known as Project Rainier. Um, interesting, interestingly, the game starts with Black Panther dead, hence why the player character doesn't start out as the superhero. Um, they're taking over from the old one, and Grubb added that the Project Rainier is likely to be named after Mount Rainier in Seattle, uh, where the team is based. Now, obviously, this is uh, all off the back from the next Black Panther film due to release in November, Wakanda Forever. The, um, the trailer was released um, just the other day. Didn't like it. You didn't like it? I loved it, man. I thought it was... No, no, I didn't like it because as what we spoke about last week, I just wanted Michael B. Jordan's body to be shown. I was like, he's coming back as Black Panther, but obviously it's going to be his sister, isn't it? Which is what we were that's like. Just, that's the big question, yeah, because obviously they hinted at it at the end of the trailer. Who is going to be, who's going to reprise, reprise the role of T'Challa, Ayla, the, um, the Black Panther? Obviously, we know they're not going to recast T'Challa. Um, but the Black Panther is going to be played by somebody. And obviously, with the whole Phase 4 switch, switch to female protagonists, uh, it may be Letitia Wright's character, um, Siri, or somebody else. Um, but yeah, a game like this, a single-player game where you know the main character, the titular character, is dead from the get-go, also kind of indicates where they're going in the future. You know, potentially, we may see a new Black Panther. Um, and could it be Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> You know, your nah, fan. Nah, well, it won't happen now, but I, I tell you what, it's uh, Monolith were obviously the developers of Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, and you build your powers throughout the game. So obviously the game will be a lot like Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor, which means hopefully there's a nemesis system in there where your actions will deter how people react to you. The fact that it's open world. I mean, if you play Shadow of War, he kind of moves a little bit like the Black Panther anyway, in terms of some of his moves. So, you know, you, you can see it's going to be very Assassin's Creed, Shadow of War, like, which is no bad thing. You know, now you put the Black Panther skin on top of it and yeah. you give it a bit of a higher shine, you know. Um, and yeah, it'll be a really, really good game. It's something different. I think it's going to be great. I think I like what I liked about the trailer and what I like that they're doing is that because I was worried that they're going to spend the first five minutes on the film oh, he's dead, let's move on. But it isn't. It looks like this whole film is literally like Black Panther 1.5, which is them dealing with the loss of T'Challa. Yeah. You know, and they're not just going to rush it like in a, in a prelude in the first five minutes. It's going to be a whole film of seeing them grow as a country, you know. Yeah. And I think with the game, it's going to be similar thing where you become the new Black Panther and or maybe you're one of the people who are potentially there and you're growing throughout the game and then eventually you are the black panther when you've upgraded your skill set and powers and stuff um and then it goes from there you know and it's exciting because we spoke about it i mean it's i'm happy sony aren't doing it because as i said there's only so many marvel games you want in development at sony as great as it is as from an announcement perspective they've got the number one which is spider-man right? Yeah. That is the key one. And then they went to the total opposite end of the spectrum and went for the most violent one, which is Wolverine, you know? So you have opposite ends of the spectrum at Sony. You don't need anything else in the middle because whatever they do is going to come to PlayStation anyway, unless Microsoft picked it up. So I think having EA 
do a Black Panther game um, will be really, really interesting because it should have EA money behind it. And even if it was just Shadow of War reskinned, it's going to be a great game, you know. But obviously, it will be interesting to see how they can nail the movement because that is a big thing about spider-man what makes spider-man on playstation so great is his movement is his animations and in a way black panthers is harder because he in the films can move across any surface obviously not super high but he can move across any surface at speed and his agility and things you know you just look at that scene when he's like chasing um in one of the events, I think it's Civil War. So you've got to nail that sort of movement, you know, because he moves like a panther. So you've got to get it right, you know. But knowing EA, they're probably like, you press a button, you turn into a panther because it's EA, right? Yeah, it probably does. And with the uh, what the nano suits as well, just coming on instantly. Yeah. That could be pretty cool. It'd be interesting to see what they do. But like, they're going to have a lot of breathing room because then um, who released the last Black Panther game? Or did it even get released? No, it was a uh, Marvel Avengers DLC add-on for um, the Marvel Avengers game, which people like. They really like yeah, the like Black it. Panther add-on because it worked yeah, well. Yeah. So they'll probably. But if you are looking at that Shadow of War mold in terms of yeah. gameplay, it's going to be a great game because Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor are great games. You know, um, highly recommended for people who haven't played it yet. But are you excited, Alex? Black Panther. The video uh, you know, when it comes to uh, these games, uh, no, not really, because I just think it's just not going to be that great. Uh, you know, Shadow uh, Mordor, I guess I've only played a little bit of it, but it just it just seems, I guess if you're really into that franchise, you'd really love it. But for me, it's a bit, it's not as high quality as like the likes of, say, um, you know, Spider-Man uh, or God of War, you know what I mean? Those are my types of games, but um, I'm sure there's going to be a massive fan base out there. And if they can actually manage to like up the quality a bit to make it more of a story-driven game, which... You know, which is not just going to go on and on extensively, on, extensively online. Then maybe, yeah, I might dive into it. Um, but yeah, it's early days yet. But hopefully, they can just kind of keep the goal kind of focused. Um, mm. Makes it into a lot more interesting game as opposed to just pumping it out there for uh, money's sake. Um, but anyway, that's just my views. That's it, man. And uh, that's all the news this week. So we are moving on to the ever interesting charts. And there is a different number one this week yet again. Football is so much more than just the score. And the same is true of the LiveScore app. You probably know LiveScore for real-time updates and in-play stats, but what about their pre- and post-match offerings? We're talking breaking team news, player stats, match highlights, lineups, and live league tables all rolled into one match page. And don't miss exclusive content on all things football, from the latest transfer news to expert analysis and insight, only on LiveScore's watch section. Download the free LiveScore app from the App Store or Google Play. LiveScore. It's more than a score. All right, Alex. uh, Groundhog Day on the UK charts for last week. I'm not even going to drop a hint. I'm just going to go straight into it. Number 10, it's back in the box charts. Grand Theft Auto 5 re-enters no. the charts. No, just stop They that. listened no, to no, you no, last no, week no, when no, you said stop no, buying. No, <laughs> it went from, not listening. <laughs> it went from the top five in the first six months of digital sales to now being in back in the box sales chart. They're not listening to you, Alex. I swear, I swear. I'm to do Number nine, one. which I think is its lowest entry since launch, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number eight, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number seven, Minecraft Switch Edition. Number six, new release, 
new release Live a Life. Number five, F1 2022. Number four, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number three, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which was last week's number one. Number two, a re-entry Nintendo Switch Sports. And number one, it's back up there, Alex, Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. <laughs> I mean, who can write this? I, mean, I know. It's, re-entries, you know what I mean? It's been given to this game. <laughs> it's mad. But the, the good thing about Horizon is I don't think it's left. I think it's only left the top 10 for one week. And yeah. it's always just floated around, you know. Right. But I mean, compared to last week, which was obviously Amazon Prime Day, which completely flipped the chart, yeah. Horizon sales were up 120% week on week. 96% of those sales were the PlayStation 5 version, which tells you bundles were made available in the UK um, for Horizon. Live a little sales are 30% lower than um, Triangle Strategy. And Switch Sport sales jumped 80% back in due to a new bundle with the Nintendo Switch. I mean, Alex, I just want to shout out the the, the biggest story, obviously, Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, we mentioned it last week. We were saying, you know, Grand Theft Auto Six is on its way, or it could be. But like, obviously, you guys don't want to hear it. You don't want to see it. <laughs> I guess there's not really any need for Rockstar to make it because... You mother lovers out there, keep buying the same bloody game and bringing it into the top 10. Just stop buying it. We need to stop this run for the success. And it's a massive game. It's very successful. But I think it's had its day now. You know what I mean? I'm sure everybody and their grandma's got Grand Theft Auto 5. I mean, I've even got it on my system. I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> it's there, just sitting there. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be a very interesting year going ahead. But Horizon Forbidden West has proven to be one of those um, high-quality, evergreen titles, which I'm sure is going to be in the top 10 for uh, some weeks, if not months to come. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man, good. good um, um, Definitely. Um, so that was the charts for last week. We'll have obviously next week's charts when we record next week, but we'll move on to our letters and inquiries, Alex, for this week. We have one from Danny from New York in the US. Hey, boys. Great show. Love the updates from the UK market. Hey, we just did that. You spoke about DualSense in the past and praised it, rightly so. How would you use it in Tekken 8? Ooh. That's a really good question. Instantly for me. Um, I'm going to say Paul, um, the guard or blocking, you know, using the L2 and the R2 triggers, you know, so oh, um, at first it's, it feels really strong, but then as soon as, you know, if you keep hitting, it starts to weaken, and then obviously then you're vulnerable and open for an attack. Um, that would be one way uh, that you could definitely use it. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of like the haptic feedback, I mean, jeez. Huh, when you're doing any of your power moves, um, you can definitely just feel it depending on which hand that you're actually using, you know, or which leg that you're using, because obviously the right pad will vibrate if you're using the right leg or right hand, vice versa. Um, and that's just only a couple of ideas. You know, I can't wait to see what Namco Bandai or Bandai Namco's got to, to show off as well. Um, but yeah, that's my two. What about you, man? What do you got? I like the, uh, obviously, the guard thing with it, the trigger loosening, obviously, as your guard is going to break. That would actually change the gameplay mechanics of Tekken as well, you know. So it makes all of a sudden you've got to find a way to attack. Yeah. Esports would hate that, you know. They would. They would. Um, yeah. I think like the rage I hate the rage That's just not Tekken, you know. So if we want to continue <laughs> on the lines of just throwing things that people hate, yeah, throwing the guard uh, dynamic. <laughs> um, in terms of immersion, imagine if your life is going down and your heart beats faster and faster and faster and faster. So you're like, shit, you're, like you're playing the game, you, re- you don't even want to look up at the gauge, but you can feel it in the pad that your heart is 
pulsating like you know what i mean like oh no i'm dying i'm getting hit here so that would be kind of cool in that sense um and then audio you know what let's go with the audio the pad has some great audio with um what games like stray use it well other games uh returnal specifically use it amazing ratchet and clank i would love to see something with the audio used on the controller while you're fighting while you're playing whether it be your fight imagine you got the heartbeat and you fight a breathing heavy yeah you know what i mean as they're getting hit and things like that like it would just add to it like even when they're running and they love talking to each other while they're fighting imagine if it was coming through the controller like just something different just more immersion in that fight you know what i I mean i would love nothing better than for you to have your pad beating like crazy and then just to top it off steve fox is like is that all you get and then hits the final <laughs> shot right like you know troy Boom. yeah i'll just literally just, i'll throw the pad at you but yeah i think um yeah those things would definitely change the dynamics of the games it'd be interesting to see if they actually do incorporate those because that's what i think so- that, i think the dual sense definitely will I mean, be i don't think i've seen a ps5 game not use the dual sense controller yet yeah, it's bad. I mean, look at games like like COD and like everything, all the shoots what's out there now, um, even Horizon and really games. Uh, and now we heard from um, Naughty Dog as well, you know, in terms of using the, the triggers, resistive triggers and haptic feedback. They're having to find ways to, you know, or well, they're finding ways to make the game more immersive now. And that's what Sony's done. They've changed the game. And I think it's going to be, um, they're going to obviously be leading the way in terms of immersion, like without a doubt. And I do hope that the other uh, companies such as, you know, Nintendo or even Xbox or even other competitors actually are able to get their hands on similar technology because I think this is the way games need to go now. You know, mm-hmm. the, um, the resistive triggers are as prevalent or as impactful as the um, 3D stick, you know, when that mm-hmm. was actually thing, or even shoulder buttons. You know, this is mm-hmm. now the new norm. So, um I said 3D stick, oh my gosh, that's showing my age now, and the analog sticks. But anyway, um, yeah, interesting, yeah. really interesting. Great but question, it, and um, we can't wait to see. You know, I think the dual sense changes games now. Like you said, when you were playing um, Jedi Fallen Order, you know, it's not the dual sense, <laughs> <laughs> which is a big thing. Uh, second question comes from Helen from Edinburgh, Scotland. New console, new game best wow moment for visuals so new consoles just come out so think about all the consoles that you've had alex yeah first new game what new game on that console that you played wowed you visually wow visually wow i'm trying to think now like what was the favorite i mean there was mega drive to playstation one but playstation one was a- <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'll, I'll probably say yeah i'm gonna throw way back you know what i mean to the stone age yeah uh classic console the nintendo the snes yeah, the SNES um, that came out maybe was that for like a, maybe a year or whatever. Mm. That compared to like the previous the previous generation, that was back in the days when you could really see uh, the difference in the generations. You know, from eight bit to sixteen bit, and then you had all these thousands of colors, and it was just like immense. Uh, but yeah, I mean that console definitely was like leaps and bounds before the, um, you know compared to the previous generation. Uh, but the one game that did actually make my you know at that point make my mouth literally drop on the floor and my eyes like pop out of a skull uh, was Donkey Kong Country um, mm. because that was like the mm. first 3D, uh, 2D slash 3D um, game, especially of that generation. Uh, and it was mind-blowing. It's like, how mm. were they able to create this type of texture 
uh, from what was normally uh, cartoon based. You know, you normally used to the games of like Zelda or Street Fighter, more you know cartoon sprites. Uh, but they managed to get like a three D three D models uh, into a two D um, uh, side scrolling game, uh, and it looked beautiful. You know, from the actual character animations to the backdrops. You know, they really created an immersive world, especially on um, the rain levels or the snow uh, where it was snowing. You know, there's so many different layers of uh, snow. And back then, that was really immersive. I mean, obviously now it's like nothing. You don't even give a crap when you see snow. What you do know when it does not work well, um, as in uh, the Grand Theft Auto remake, <laughs> or GTA 3 remake that came out, where the snow, or sorry, it wasn't the snow, it was the rain, uh, wasn't even falling properly, you know, which you thought in this day and age, how can that even be the case? Um, but uh, but yeah, Helen, uh, for me, it would be the stairs. Uh, the game would definitely be uh, Donkey Kong Country. Uh, and that would obviously be the uh, the wow moment. For the uh, have you got a portable game one? A portable? Oh, right. Um, but while you think about that, I'll give you my console one. Um, I was thinking, I was like, what was it on PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, stuff like that. First, I was thinking SSX on PS2, because that was a big jump from PlayStation 1 games to PlayStation 2. But then I forgot. I think the biggest wow, what wowed me, on a new machine in a new game, um, I'm going back as well, but to the PS3 and it was Motorstorm. Ooh. You know, the PS2 had yeah. some, like, I mean, towards the end, it had like, it's still kind of like DVD pixelated sort of thing like that. But when Motorstorm came out, the mud, the cars, the AI, yeah. I was in, I was just wowed by that game. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a video game that I am playing. And the, the whole road is getting destroyed and everything. So from a console perspective, even more so than what wowed me than Demon's Souls was Motorstorm on PlayStation 3 because Demon's Souls on PS5 was like mind-bogglingly beautiful. But the jump from PlayStation 2 to Motorstorm for me just wowed me like crazy. And from a portable standpoint, again, new obviously it has to be kind of round about the launch or new hardware new game psp ridge racer revolution like you've had handhelds before you know you had the, the ds you had the game boy you had the game gear things like that but the ds was the only thing out at the time but when you load up ridge racer and it's a black screen and then the car just drifts across and it just looks beautiful on that screen i was just like wow and then you start playing the game on the psp and just the ridiculous speed on it i was just like this is in my hand <laughs> i'm playing this on a handheld no yeah. console and it's moving and playing like this so for console for me it was motorstorm on ps3 and for handheld it was ridge racer revolution on psp what's your handheld out now First game that came, well, the system definitely is going to be the Nintendo Switch because I think obviously that's the best. Oh, that don't count. Console. That's ever. that's a console, mate. That's not handheld. Oh, 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 oh no, that don't, don't count. Don't oh, count. Oh, that's a console. Listeners, are you hearing this? Don't count. It's a toy. You know what I mean? It don't count. We're talking like little, no, no fucking capability, right? For that portable, Thank mate. No switch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So on the handheld side, <laughs> when it's not dumped. <laughs> switch <laughs> nah mate that's not handheld, but, <laughs> um, but yeah and uh, you know the game i was thinking of was um 
uh, was a Mario Odyssey. I mean, I've been that game just looks absolutely amazing. Just literally, it was a beautiful game. Uh, but yeah, if, if you want to go for a, a strictly portable uh, console, um, that's a tough one. That really is a tough one. Because um, I don't think there was anything better. As you know, it's not too tough, actually. Um, you'd have to be Tekken. You'd have to be Tekken Dark Resurrection. You'd have mm. to be on the PSP. Um, that game just looked cool. Like you're saying about, you know, Ridge Racer. It's like, it's, it's an amazing game. It's like, how did they manage to make this game perform even better than it does on a console? Mm. You know, and it was in your head. And not only that, uh, especially when we were testing the game, uh, it was, you know, on a wireless connection. Like, how did they manage to get those performances looking like that good, that fast on such a small device? You know, and mm. I thought, yeah, definitely Mark. I don't know if it's Mark Sony at the time who was part of that team, but the Wizards at Sony and Namco, you know, combined, um, definitely had the right potion and <laughs> magic that day. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely an amazing experience. So that's what it would be for me. The PSP and the Tekken Dark Resurrection. Excellent. But the from that would be the Nintendo Switch and Mario. No, mate, don't count. Uh, but listeners, if you have any questions, then you can tweet at latest PS5. You can also send us a DM message on Twitter. If you have any questions, you can also email the latest PS5 at gmail.com or you can leave a comment on your podcast service or on YouTube. All the information is in the description and what Demi has said throughout the show. Alex, we are done. It is quarter past four in the afternoon on a Wednesday, probably one of the earliest that we've recorded that it hasn't got to do with breaking news or anything like that. Any final comments for this week? Any final comments? Yes. I mean, like takeaways for the week, um, uh, you know, going back so real quick with PSVR 2, um, the fact that you're going to be able to, you know, have that transparency mode um, mm. is going to be a real big game changer. And the fact that you can actually scan the room as well, so you can kind of replicate what you're seeing in the virtual world as to where you are so you're not going to knock over that expensive bars that you have or whatever or hit yourself into a wall um i think it's going to be a great quality of life feature um also a nice innovative function which is definitely going to be incorporated by the competitors so um sony's just going from strength to strength when it, especially when it comes to innovation i know that nintendo are scratching their heads thinking what the hell can we do for our next iteration uh, mm -hmm. hopefully they can um figure something out because sony smashed it right now uh, but anyway I'm rambling on. That's, mm. that's my last final words, sentences, paragraphs, whatever. I've got time. one that's going to make you think like, huh? But you're going to think about it and think, oh, yeah. Your right hand has never touched your right elbow. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the